1: Good evening, and welcome to San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, the high school edition. Uh, joining me tonight is Rafa. How are you? Pretty good. Live here from Laredo, Texas. Oh, and I see you got uh, Madrid. I, I don't like you right now. <laughs> uh, I cannot believe PSG just gave it away. Like They gave it away. That's It's as simple as that. It's just, it's, That's cool. it. you allow the equalizer and then to allow them off the kickoff of that second goal to kick it back and uh, was it Benzema uh,
0: mm-hmm. He
1: got in front of the defender as the guy passed into the middle of the box which even AJ knows you, you don't do that far that deep and uh, they paid for it so yeah. but you have to be a happy person well oh, yeah uh, well i was at united
0: high school and i was doing a college for then i just felt something buzz <laughs> the espn alerts and i was this close running around when they scored their third goal, yelling goal but i had to keep that out of way to wait after afterwards to uh matt
1: Matt's saying that hotel looks nice uh your thoughts on, on the current hotel where you're at yeah i'm actually at the true hilton so, so it's, not, it's not my usual
0: hotel because the one I usually stay at it's across the street, but when it's two hundred dollars a night, it's <laughs> good good for the for the for the university budget. So I have to this one came out a lot cheaper. So but it's a nice hotel.
1: A Hilton came out cheaper. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. Usually I stay at Staybridge, but IHG's. I, I don't know. They're charging <laughs> too much here in, in Laredo for some reason. <laughs>
1: so tonight like I said here uh, we're, you know we're getting close into the, the season taps playoffs uh finished up and we've got we're gonna go through those real quick here initially to get started with uh you had uh, two area teams I believe make it to the semifinals and and one uh, one team made it to the championship and we'll go over that here real quick. Um, and then we'll go get into high school time because it's last week, right? Uh, yeah. Some teams have one game, some teams have three games in a week, which you know is a discussion uh, maybe for another day with you and Coach Kano on um, yeah, yeah, with what, the spring break. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, for that here. But uh, we're gonna get started with uh, the taps uh, for here, Region One uh, for or pardon me, uh, taps Division One uh, for it here um antonian made it all the way to the semifinals they did beat saint thomas uh, high school out of the houston area if i remember correctly uh two to one uh a very quality school uh unfortunately they did lose to the village high school uh which ended up beating nolan catholic 2-0 for the for the you know taps division one uh state title uh, for that here so Antonian college prep, great season, making it all the way to state, right? Cause the, the top yep. four teams get, get, you know, get to go to, uh, uh, was it Georgetown? Uh, round rock, round rock up in round rock. Yeah. Uh, it's the UIL that goes to Georgetown, right. Mm-hmm. Um, for that here. So thoughts on Antonian season. Um, I know we kind of already talked about central Catholic losing in, in the regionals to the village, but, uh, seemed like the village high school took out uh, the San Antonio Powerhouses on the way to the title.
0: Yeah, like with Antonio, you know, I, I had expected them, you know, to win the district title, but that little, little, some bumps on the road, and but they they did what they had to do in the playoffs, and they got a quality wins, especially that St. Thomas win, but you know they fell short against. The village, who you like, I said they knocked off Central Catholic, and they end up winning. So no shame on losing to the eventual state champion. It's something that uh, Antonio can build on for next year. You know, and maybe win that district title, and then go further and try to get that state championship. You know, for 2023.
1: So moving on to Division Two. Since last we spoke, uh, TMI lost to the Brookhill in the regional final. Um, and then in the uh, semifinals here, Prince of Peace uh, Christian beat the Brookhill and uh, Facade Catholic beat Saint, Mike, uh, Saint Michael's Catholic uh, out of Austin three uh, one. And then uh, P- uh, Prince of Peace uh, ended up winning uh, the uh, ti- you know ended up winning the title here. But uh, TMI, uh, like I said here, uh, represented uh, the San Antonio area well. You'll get into the regional finals. And then you know, unfortunately, losing it looks like here a very close match.
0: Uh, Yeah, like I said, TMI has been very successful. They've won a couple state titles and uh, just fell a couple games short. But I'm sure next year they'll bounce back and look look at those results and see what they can do to improve on that and and get back to the final next year.
1: So division three, or yeah, division three taps division three um, St. Paul Catholic went out in the regional finals, uh, you know, they lost to St. Thomas Episcopal 7-0, uh, but Cyprus Christian ended up beating St. Thomas, uh, Covent Christian Academy, uh, ended up, uh, ended up winning the whole thing five to three over, uh, Cyprus, um, any of these schools that you know of, I, I know, you know, unfortunately for, uh, the San Antonio areas, uh, you know, they went out in the regional mm-hmm. finals. None of them, unfortunately, made it to a state in the Division Three for the boys. It makes it seems that Division Three was really tough this year, especially for all the San
0: Antonio teams. <laughs> you know, to get past that, you know, I know we have like like shirts like JP, uh, the two Clemens shirts uh, boys. Um, you know, they like said they've had up, like, deep runs the last few years, but hopefully, this, like I said, next year, like. You know they kind of bounce. They do bounce back, and maybe we'll get a you know a Division three representative here from San Antonio, to, and go, goes wins it all.
1: So moving to the girls' division, taps Division one. Um, San Antonio went out in the Elite eight. Both San Antonio Christian and the Antonian College Preps went out through there. Um, it was St. Prius versus St. Agnes, two uh, one for St. Prius and John Paul High School. JP2 High School uh, won four to two. Uh, I didn't check to see which one, you know, which version this was. I know it's not the one on a shirt, uh, but John Paul High School uh, won the uh, Division One title. Um, San Antonio Christian Antonian on the on the girls' side. Any thoughts on their season?
0: Uh, I mean, great seasons for them. As you know, they were within their top fifteen power rankings uh, throughout, you know, the year and. Um, something, something to build on, you know, and hopefully, like I said, it's they're inching closer. Like I said last year, you know, they had a, you know, they did you know, <clears throat> lost in the first rounds, you know, because here they're inching closer. So hopefully we do. I mean, we're that close to getting an all-state uh, semifinal from both teams. You know, if they do win, they face each other in the semifinal. So uh, I think eventually either San Antonio Christian or Antonio is going to break through and get into that final, that final for Division One.
1: And, you know, thank you for watching us, but, uh, after we're done, um, you might want to put on the, uh, CONCACAF, uh, Champions League between, uh, New England Revolution and Pumas. Uh, it looks like a snow Classico is developing there with a uh, heavy snow flurry, so.
0: <laughs> Another communication is in the, <laughs> the Colorado game.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's white already on the, on the, on, on the pitch, so, and the game just kicked off, so, uh. Uh, I was looking up, I was like, hey, what game is playing? And then I was like, oh. (laughs) Uh, Division two ladies here. Uh, Geneva School of Bernies made it to uh, the semifinals. They did end up losing to St. Michael's Catholic out of Austin, um, who made it to the state championship match, um, who ended up losing a close one to Grapevine Faith uh, Christian. Two to one, uh, so uh, solid. Uh, so, you know, solid, uh, uh, division between Austin, San Antonio for, uh, you know, was it region three, uh, district two or division two, uh, was it district three, I guess is how they yeah. uh, go in taps. Um, uh, I know, uh, in, in speaking with coach Kano that, uh, at one point there was thoughts that, Hey, they could have had three of their teams in the regional final, but, you know, unfortunately regents got, uh, uh, blown out by Southwest Christian uh, 5-0. But uh, your thoughts on Geneva uh, School of Bernie? I know we didn't really talk about them a lot to, on, on the show here as they kind of just, you know, snuck along. But they ended up having a very quality season. Yeah, and then,
0: like I said, what what can you say about that district? Uh, as far as maybe the TAPS district for girls, that this is the Austin-San Antonio, like I said, with St. Michael's, you know, with Coach Kano's team at, you know, St. Mary's Hall, Geneva, uh, Hyde Park regents. Mm-hmm. It regents. It's it's probably the toughest taps district in the state, and, and like I said, it's a it's basically a playoff game in that district play. So, you know, just could just shows the quality of players that they have in that district, and they get to at least one to the final. You know, shows how tough that district is, and um, like I said, we'll see what what happens next year. I know the realignment might affect some of this, and you know, it may. Benefit some teams to get even further deeper into the playoffs. So we'll we, we'll see for for next year. But you know, kudos to Geneva. Like I say, you know, for for, for the great season that they have,
1: Coach of We're expecting you to uh, to be uh, you know in the final four next year. I'm just laying it out now.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, all right, and moving on to uh, girls division three. Uh, it was the matchup that we wanted. Uh, JP2 out of shirts versus the Covent High School. Uh, round three, and uh, the good guys or the good ladies won. Uh, JP2 ends up bringing the uh, title back home, um, to 2 0 over the Convent High School. So, this is what the third straight year I think that they faced in the final. Uh, each had split. So, in, in the tiebreaker, um, you I know, think JP2. it was the fourth, the fourth time I think. Oh, fourth time
0: yeah so it was the second rubber match i
1: guess for the for this final so maybe they'll go for five because uh from my understanding jp2 still got some quality uh quality youngsters i know the, the one of the young ladies that we had was what a sophomore junior yeah so um yeah i'm not gonna say you know repeat you know you know repeat repeat but uh i wouldn't complain so, your thoughts on JP two bringing the title home, and you know, can, you know, uh, just that, you, just that rivalry, you know, that that's developing between them and the Convent High School.
0: Uh, I mean, you got to, I mean, kudos to Coach Gorman. You know, he's really built a great program there, and you know, I think what you know, to win this title, like it's the second title in four years. Uh, it just shows the uh, the quality of players that they're developing there, and like I said, they may like I said they may repeat again next year, you know. And I would I would not count them out being in the final again next year, uh, depending on what realignment. I know he talked about a little bit about that. You know, there could be some changes, but and then I know he's playing a lot of quality play, uh, teams, like he mentioned that early in the season. That's helping the players get better, and I know I know they're they're played in that northeast showcase and there's some quality teams in that in that in that <clears> showcase so that's that basically benefited them to get to this and uh, hopefully we'll have them on soon to talk about uh, winning the final and uh, you know so we'll, we'll be looking out for that you know getting that to that getting that soon you know set up soon
1: yeah even if we have to do a special session uh you know for it here we'll, we'll definitely make time uh maybe not this week i'm off next week with uh, spring break with, with the kids uh well, you know it's kind of odd that some districts are off spring break this week. Some uh, are off next week here, but uh, um, that is what it is. But we'll definitely get uh, Coach Gorman on and, and maybe a couple of of, uh, uh, of the representatives from his teams to definitely highlight uh, highlight them and, and their great accomplishments. So, moving to UIL. Anything that you, any teams that you watched or, you know, were, were you, did you have a slow weekend?
0: On um, Well, I had four, I watched four games last week. <laughs> so that, that, that was fun. Well, Friday night I got to do a live stream with Coach Connell. Thank you for coming on the game. It, it was great doing the commentary. We're kind of felt like the guys from Univision doing the commentary back and forth. and <laughs> uh, But we saw uh the greatness of, of Dripping Springs uh, for the girls. I mean, what can you say about that team? And, you know, I just don't see anybody beating them in, in Region 4. Even up I, in Dallas area? Now, when they get to the Dallas area, the, I think they may run in. I think when they get to the state semifinals and the and maybe even the final, they'll run into, I think, some tougher competition. But, I mean, that team is on a roll. I mean, they, you know, they pick you apart. They're very methodical. I mean, like I said, Alamo Hikes has a very talented team. They play, you know, they, they just, you know, you cannot make mistakes with a team like that and expect to win. And, you know, but hopefully, like I said, we'll have, you know, you never know what could happen because remember, Bernie Champion did have them down at Dripping Springs. They had him down 1 0. They almost pulled it off, but they lost 2 1. And so anything, like I said, you still got to play the games. But to me, I think just watching Dripping Springs, I think, I think, I just don't see anybody challenging them in this region. Maybe to the like I said to the to the state semifinals.
1: Any other games that you saw besides that, or uh, the other other big game I watched
0: was uh, probably the de facto district championship for twenty nine six A between Brennan and you O'Connor, know, and it was a very anticipated game. It was a great game, uh, back and forth. But O'Connor, you know. They took control and they end up taking a 2-0 lead, but Brennan stormed back. They got one back, but and it seemed that they got they had momentum in the game, and all of a sudden, just a little miscue by the goalkeeper, the ball went through the hands, and and that was it. That pretty much stopped the the momentum, and Brett and O'Connor ended up winning winning the game, and now they have full control of District 29 for the girls. So I think there's a couple of games left, but they're on the driver's seat to win the district title now.
1: All right, so let's get get take a look at these standings here. So twenty six boys. Uh, I think the pl- the the seating may not be finalized, mm-hmm. but I think the teams are finalized uh, getting in. Um, Bernie has already won the district. You know, I put an X and I didn't do it on the others. I ended up changing formats. Uh, but Frederickburg, uh, Comel Davenport. Uh, for that here, I think if I remembered looking at their schedule. Uh, I think they face each other. This is five four A. Hold on, twenty six four A. Uh, Let's see here, Davenport here. Yeah, so Davenport on the eleventh, so okay. Friday night, uh, plays Fredericksburg, which will determine most likely who gets the second slot, who gets the the third slot. Um, which means playing at home, right? Uh, that first round, or I, I think I think the first seed gets the the the, the home the home. But like I
0: said, or getting the, the right. yeah the getting the second seed really. I mean, they end up playing the third place team of the district. So like I said, you're not. But like I said, third place could be just as good as the first place team. So it really does no gimmies. But in theory. Like I said, they're probably playing the tipper that's not maybe as strong as you know as their top the top two teams are twenty five, four uh, A.
1: So moving on to twenty seven boys, uh, Lavernia, Pleasanton. Um, I think uh, looking at it here, Pleasanton still has. Well, they play Somerset to end in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that here, so which which will be a big deciding factor on on who gets in for Somerset, you know, compared to Hondo Fox Tech, along those lines. Um, yeah, your then thoughts H- on? And then Hondo actually uh, Fox Tech
0: plays at Hondo on Friday night, so yes. that's and- and that's a that's a big key game there. Um, if, if Somerset happens to lose to Pleasanton, you know, and Fox Tech ends up. Winning, you know, beating uh, Hondo. That now we have a really kind of like a log jam when it comes, to you know, into the into the playoffs. And actually, that send they'll send Hondo to the fifth seed, and Fox Tech more likely will take over that third seed.
1: Of, so Hondo actually controls their own their, destiny because uh, yeah. they play Fox Tech on Friday at five, and then they travel down to Somerset. A 10 a.m. match on according to Mm mysanantonio.com. A 10 o'clock match uh, in Somerset on the 14th. So those three teams really kind of you know are gonna you know face it you know battle it out to to make the determine on who gets the third and fourth slot and which team that's uh, unfortunately misses out. If if you were to pick one that gets left out, you know who you thinking that gets left out?
0: I mean Somerset's in a very kind of Dangerous situation being that they have two of the you know you know two really tough games with Pleasanton and and Hondo and, and Hondo um, and then with um, Fox Tech. Uh, I'm, gonna see, uh, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see their schedule really quick. Um, I'm trying to pull
1: theirs up. I got it here. Okay. Fox Tech plays Hondo on the 11th and then Uvalde on the 16th. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, even a loss, you know, for Fox Tech might might not hurt them too bad. You know, if they can knock off Uvalde, they may end up getting that four seed if, if Hondo beats Somerset, if Somerset loses two games in a row.
1: Oh, and I stand corrected. Hondo's at home for the last two matches, not on the road. Okay. Hondo's, you know, the, um, the SASD, or my SA, they have the home team listed second. Um, so, Hondo's at home for both uh, both matches.
0: So, both matches. Okay, for Somerset and Fox Tech, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, Hondo has controls their destiny. If they win out, when those two games are in. They could move up to the third slot, right? Yeah, they can get that third slot. And then Somerset, like I said, they're they're, they're in big trouble here because, you know, if they lose to Pleasanton and then they lose to Hondo, uh, they're gonna have to pray for <laughs> like some candles that Fox Tech loses to Uvalde. and and then like I said, Fox, Fox Tech, I think they have a win over Uvalde, and that could leap them into that four spot. So it's it's gonna like I said, it's gonna come down to the last to these last two games for that for the, for that three or four spot.
1: So moving to the ladies, uh, Wimberley. Bernie is still fighting for the top slot. And I guess you could even throw uh, Davenport, although I think mm. with the, the the draws, that's going to probably hurt them on, on trying to get the top slot. Yeah. Uh, but it really comes down to uh, Canyon Lake and Fredericksburg on uh, on that last spot. And I think it's, what, a game and a half? A game? Yeah, if you yeah, do like that. Yeah, if you do like
0: points, like say it's so three points for a win, one for a tie. So, uh, Canyon Lake will have eight, uh, eighteen. They had twenty points. Uh, Fredericksburg will have uh, three, twelve, fourteen points. So they're actually like two games behind. So,
1: and so Fredericksburg plays uh, Davenport uh, Friday, and then Monday the twenty-first, and this is you know would be the. Uh, probably the one that actually determines who gets that that four spot. Canyon Lake, Fredericksburg at Fredericksburg at six o'clock. Yeah. So uh, that, like I
0: said, they if I'm, you know, Fredericksburg needs to probably maybe get some points off of Davenport, get a tie, you know, and if they can come out of that, then it's a uh, a win all situation with it with the Canyon Lake Hawks.
1: So how big of a impact do you think this is, Canyon Lake? Doesn't play again until that twenty first, you know, March twenty first. So they played la- played yesterday, mm-hmm. lost to Bernie, um, and they don't play again until that 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 matchup head to head with Fredericksburg.
0: They're gonna have to shake off some rust. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's 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 a tough one. On like I said, I'm, they may be going to Spring Break next week. Uh, I'm sure the coach is probably telling them, you know, they have to stay remain focused, work, you know, working, staying active. You know, that's a big. Uh, layoff, you know. I'm surprised that they didn't maybe try to play like a, a schedule like a non-district game, you know, just to kind of keep your at least at least one just to, you know next week just to kind of keep your feet wet, you know, stay active. But
1: and they may have some friendly schedule. That's like, that's not 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 on the radar you know. to to be fair. But yeah, to me, to me that that's that's probably one of the things that I wish UIL would look at. You know more is the consistency of the schedule you know because you've got a team that's gonna be off what two full weeks Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah almost two full weeks yeah because they played on the eighth and then they don't play again until the 21st yeah and then you've got another team that plays on friday gets a week off and then comes back so there's still a little bit of distance but you know to me to me that might be something that that they that they want to look at. And actually a lot
0: of it has to do with the district, actually. Uh, whoever's the chairman of the – like when the well among the principals, they do have to agree as far as with these schedules. So they may have, they may have decided not to play during spring break, and that's probably why they had that big layoff. Because if you notice, there are some teams are playing during spring – they're mm-hmm. spring break, they're playing two or three games, you know, and that was an agreement within the principals. So this could have been a situation that the principals here in the District 26 4A decided, you know what, we're not going to play any games during spring break. We'll wait till this time. So and that's probably more likely what happened.
1: So moving to the District 27, Uvalde, uh still on a perfect season in district. Uh, Pleasanton safely in at that second spot. Uh, Lavernia is safe at the third. Um, it comes down to san antonio young uh, young women's leadership and somerset uh, uh for that here san antonio's young women pl- uh, play lavernia uh, and they play uh pleasanton so two tough matches for them and uh, that's lavernia. Uh, somerset plays uh, uh uh, Pleasanton as well, but at Hondo as well. So Hondo, well, we we were able to see them get the victory against Poteet, and I think they got the second victory, you know, second victory mm-hmm. against Poteet uh, recently here. Um, you'd have to favor that they're going to at least get the victory against uh, against Hondo mm-hmm. uh, for that here. Thoughts on? You think either one of them can get points off of Pleasanton? Uh, Young women's leadership is going to
0: have to get at least. You know two ties and you know with those two games and somerset has to at least lose one just kind of stay ahead of them but you know the stack the cards are stacked against young women's leadership and you're gonna you're gonna have to favor somerset to get that four spot um because they're only the that's probably much i'm not saying like a guaranteed win against hondo but on paper it's gonna it looks that way and and then they, they have the easier track to get that fourth spot. But also, kudos to Avalde. They won their district title. Never, I saw Dipsia post last night. So they, they clinched the district title. So, congratulations mm-hmm. to them. Uh, you know. And I think they will have a couple of games left to see if they can go undefeated for the district season.
1: So, the Revolution just went up on. Uh, who are they playing? Pumas. Pumas. So, in CONCACAF Champions League 1 0. Uh, for that here so moving to 5a uh starting out with the ladies uh rafa's crush uh dripping springs <laughs> <laughs> still undefeated uh 18 and 0 13 zero, uh bernie champion uh clear top two teams uh the battle for the well, I guess I should say not, cl- cl- uh, yeah, I think Claire because I don't think Co- uh, Como Canyon can uh, pass them because uh, they got two more victories along those lines here. So mm-hmm. uh, I'd still feel very, very confident that Bernie Champions locked into that second spot. But yeah. uh, out of the three, four, and five between Como Canyon, uh, Cougarettes, the Buddha Johnson Jaguars, and Alamo Heights Mules, who you got? <laughs> <laughs> well i mean that loss Alamo heights loss really
0: dropping down from from three to to five but right. like i said they still have a couple games pending um i think they have a tiebreakers over johnson and they may have a tiebreaker over also come out too so uh i don't know i'm not sure what their schedule is going to be like for them I got it, up. i'm pulling it up as we speak here so, so let's
1: see alamo heights plays veterans memorial on friday uh Kyle Lehman on Tuesday and ends up against Seguin uh, there. So oh, yeah. that's what three of the bottoms. Yeah, they and they have the easier track. Um let's see, who are they going against? Buddha uh, has two matches left. Uh New Braunfels Canyon and Bernie Champion. Yeah. So that's uh it's a little bit tougher. If Johnson if Johnson can beat Canyon,
0: they'll have like I said that it will make things a little interesting there towards the end.
1: And then Canyon has two matches, Kerrville, Tyvee and then of course the Buddha Johnson, you know, on on the fifteenth. So seems like as far I think we're fairly confident that you know Alamo Heights, Alamo Heights it. is going to get. Two two to three wins, or they should should at least get two to three wins, which would bump them right back up uh, over over that because they do have that extra extra game. So, um, you know, looking at you know they play the three bottom teams uh, who have a yeah, combined. They'll, they'll probably get wins. all three. Yeah,
0: yeah, they're gonna get all three wins, and they'll probably they'll should back up to the third spot. But that last game between Kamal and Buta is gonna probably be determined Determine the last
1: who gets that last
0: spot. Last man. spot, yeah. And they can't. And like I said, they can't look forward that second to last game. They can't look ahead to that game. You know, a, a loss would really be devastating for you know for even either. a tie, though, right? Yeah, even a tie too. Yeah,
1: because you got Colonel Tyvy who's you know big competitive.
0: Yeah, they're no slouch slouch, so they can surprise somebody. You know, someone.
1: All right, so that's, ladies, and on 27. Uh, it's, And I hate doing this, but, you know, I think just when I went through and looked at the standings, um, it's set in an order of finish. You know, still has to be decided for number one and, you know, number one and two. Mm-hmm. You know, but Edison and Jefferson locked into the first or second. Brackenridge, Burbank's locked into th- three and four, you know, along those lines here. Kennedy's had a good season, but unfortunately, even if they did win their last matches, it's not going to be enough to uh, uh, overtake Burbank, unfortunately. yeah
0: The the one that's been really resurgent has been Edison. Uh, Seth, uh, Jefferson's had two setbacks. They had a, a bad loss recently with Lanier, and but I, I did find some information that I know they were down four stars because of injury. And this is not a good time to have injuries towards the end of the season, especially <laughs> before starters. And I mean, it, it just kills momentum. And uh, they're really playing really well. And then for this to happen now, and actually, those two teams are going to play the final game of the season mm-hmm. for that district. So Edison versus Jefferson is the last game. I think they're playing, I think it might be playing this fr- uh, Friday or the following week.
1: Or right, I can tell you here. Hold on a second here. Edison. So Edison plays Kennedy next on the fifteenth, and then the eighteenth they play Jefferson at Alamo mm-hmm. Stadium. So Seven that could be the off.
0: yeah that could be the de facto uh, uh, district championship for
1: well it would be because they're mirror images of, of the schedule uh, for that here. Let me see who Jefferson plays.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Edison has, still has Kennedy Glav, and then Jeff still has. Yeah, Jefferson's
1: got Sam Houston. So yeah,
0: yeah. So, so th- this should both teams should get both that those wins, and then on the 18th that'll be for like I said for the for for the title. So, and that's that should be an interesting game there, and you know seeding is important. You know, to try to avoid <laughs> playing. You know, like I said, some the teams are 28 6, 5A to see you. And then also to be able to host uh Burbank, I think they have if they can clinch one more win, they'll get they'll they'll get the playoff spot. Same thing with Brackenridge. I don't see them sibling and know, Kennedy would ha- like I said you, they would have to out win out, but have a lot of help just to get that final spot.
1: Moving to twenty-eight, uh District 28, uh, 5A for the ladies. Uh Southwest. Got it, you know, hasn't won Medina Valley. Uh, question on who gets third or fourth between Legacy and McCollum, uh, for that here. But, uh, top two seeds are are set, and this district's, you know, I think it's been set, yeah, for a while here. Is you know, for their, and un- unfortunately, Florizel just, you know, didn't have enough horses to keep up with, you know, with uh, the other two. Yeah, so, this, like I said, these are pretty much all all these, the top four teams already
0: clinched. So they'll be facing the teams in 27 5A. So you could see a Southwest versus uh, Burbank, uh, Medina Valley versus Brack, uh, L- Legacy versus versus Jeff would be an interesting game. You know, if, if, it, if everything remains the same, and then McCollum will play will play Edison. So, so there'll be some intriguing matches some the first round for the playoffs
1: moving on to the boys side here uh once again dripping springs Alamo heights uh Claire 1 2 i think dripping springs uh, is i don't i think they've i don't know if they've clinched it officially but mm-hmm. i don't see them getting by uh but uh Como canyon you know i put them still kind of in the danger zone but re- not really but it really comes down to Kerrville, Tyvee, and mm-hmm. uh, Lehman, lowos um you know, like I said here, booted, like said here, just just out of reach uh, with, with the eight losses at this point uh, for that here. But uh, Kerbal, Tyvee, Lehman, Lobos, um, let's see, this is 26. Let's see, look at theirs. Let's see, Tyvee plays uh, Canyon, Bernie Champion, and Dripping Springs, so not the easiest. And Lehman plays Dripping Springs, Alamo Heights, and Veterans Memorial. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, if they can get some points out of the top two teams, <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, uh, Kerrville, like I said, Kerrville and Kyle's, like I said, this I have to play. Like I think this Friday. It's Kyle Lehman at Dripping Springs. Yes, uh, don't don't count out Layman. They could, like I said, if when you're desperate to try to win games, you're gonna go all out. And they may have learned something from when the Alamo Heights win over. That was a big win for them to the knock off Trippin Springs. That's a big conservative booster for them. So they know they can take 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 them on if they see them again in the playoffs and and that just shows the other teams they're not invincible. So, you know, don't don't count out Lehman. They could, you know, they could sneak up on Dripping Springs and
1: But Lehman plays Dripping Springs on Friday. Right. Turns around Tuesday to play Alamo Heights. Uh yeah, and that's and that's Now they'll get the last one against Veterans Memorial. Yeah. But that's a tough back to back
0: yeah, stretch. Yeah. I mean, those two teams. I'm gonna say, cause gonna have they're playing with their backs with the ball. When you're a desperate team, you're gonna do whatever it takes. So, you know, just they, it's, it's they're real. And especially when
1: it's... you look at Kerrville, so yeah, Kerrville plays Canyon, which that could be tough. eliminated. But, yeah. And then they play Buddha, which which is which is, but they only have two matches that they have to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I said here to me, the, 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 ma- the, matches are easier, you know, you're yeah. not going against the top two seats. So. Yeah. So more
0: likely if, if Kamal wins, they're, they're pretty much Clint's, Clint's third spot, but it's going to probably come down to the last games between the Kyle. I think Kyle may have the easier route. I know. I know they have the two tough ones, but you know, if Kerville gets bounced in these two games, you know, Kyle could sneak in with that last game, you know, and, and get into the, and get to that four spot
1: moving to 27 Lanier, uh brackenridge sam houston and then the race for that fourth slot burbank eight and six edison seven and six and kennedy outside chance at six and seven um for that for that here kennedy does play edison and does play veterans memorial uh for that here so if they can get that win against edison and then hunt, handle business that 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 could you know that could help them out but if kennedy loses to edison that'll all but uh eliminate eliminate them, el- eliminate them. edison gets kennedy and then follows it up with jefferson uh you know for that here so uh, to me, it's you know really for that for that fourth for uh, for you know First for that slot. fourth slot that Kennedy Edison's gonna eliminate one. Burbank plays. Uh, they only have one match, and that's against Lanier. So, and that's probably gonna be a loss, you
0: know, against Lanier, you know. So they'll so, be they'll finish up at eight and seven.
1: So Edison. So. Edison if they can get the two victories they could they they could they could leapfrog uh Burbank obviously if if Kennedy also gets the two wins then it would come down to tiebreakers and and stuff like that but um uh, Kennedy's mathematically still in it um but they have to handle business against Edison you know you know first um and then you know probably still need even a little bit more help but um, this one here Edison has it in, in their control mm-hmm. yeah so
0: like Burbank they they had a loss today against brack so that really set them back um i think they're at what uh, eight and seven in district play now because they have them here at eight and six so yeah, they' are eight, okay. eight, eight and seven now yeah they're I'm eight and seven now so so Edison as like i said they kind of have the inside track Do they uh, play
1: today
0: yeah they play today so that oh, yeah. game, that Burbank game against Lanier on the 18th, it's it's basically do or die, and they're gonna have to pull out the biggest, probably the biggest <clears> option <throat> of the district play to kind of save that that four spot. But and Edison Edison is, Edison's in the good shape. So and then another big game coming up is Lanier and Brackenridge, I think on the 15th. Uh, so i uh, like I said, we'll see we'll see how that game goes. If uh, long as Lanier doesn't lose out, like I said, they're pretty much got the district title sn- cinched up for, for the season.
1: Lanier has a, I I think Lanier has it uh, clinched already, though, because they've already yeah. got. Uh, yeah, they're like well, up they two, got two. Well, I guess they each got two matches, but yeah. Yeah, they so. got two
0: games ahead, yeah. But they got a head to head. So if Brackenridge can knock them off, and then if you have a desperate Burbank team that's trying to get in the playoffs and knocks off a of Lanier, uh, Brackenridge Ridge gonna end up sneaking in and getting that district title, so I think I think if Lanier just gets one win, it's basically they'll, they'll wrap it up. For yeah.
1: Moving to twenty eight, uh, the Southwest Invitational, uh, the Dragons <laughs> <laughs> uh, undefeated in district. Uh, Legacy, uh, Harlan, Medina Valley, you know, you know the three and four slots still to be determined. Um, you know, Eagle Pass CC win. Uh, it's come up a little bit short but uh like I said here it's it, to me i think the top 4 you know top 4 are set just outside of you know the order here um southwest uh rolling going in you think yeah now here's a
0: here's a little interesting thing for the playoffs you know i look cuz they'll play 27 they'll play 27 uh, uh 5a if if, if it just so happens maybe southwest uh no. He, Sam Houston drops to the four spot. That Sam Houston Sam, uh, Southwest game would be a pretty interesting game, uh, and that and Sam Houston would probably give some problems with, Sam, with Southwest just speed Just watching the play speed wise, but that that would be a fun game to watch. But you know, I guess I currently it would probably be like Southwest, maybe Burbank in that first round, uh, Legacy, and, and Sam Houston. I guess that that'd be another fun game too, and then. Uh, I think Lanier should take care of business. I think they'll beat the Medina Valley, and same thing with Brack. They'll take care of Harlandale.
1: Yeah, so for just to give a heads up, Harlandale does place the top two teams uh, in their final two matches while Medina Valley uh, plays Floresville. So if you're kind of picking winners, you're probably thinking that Medina Valley will finish third, Harlandale will finish fourth mm-hmm. here. Um, so they end up flip-flopping. Yeah, so most likely they're going to end up flip-flopping, depending on how results go uh, with Harlandale playing Southwest and Southwest Legacy. So mm-hmm. uh, for that here. So moving on to uh, 6A here, uh, 27 on the boys. Uh, this division's been set for a while outside of kind of order of finish. Smithson Valley, uh, Clemens, 10-1 uh, one and 1-1 one, one and 2. New Braunfels unicorns and Cibolo Steel 3 and 4 and then and you know you know uh you know th- those are already locked in it's you know there's not a whole lot uh yeah. outside of figuring out who it, who who the who finishes first who finishes second um and looking at Smithson Valley schedule uh they play East Central Cibolo Steel uh, and two Cibolo Steel matches uh one on the 11th and then one on the 18th that might be a that might be an error on that one. Oh, an error. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I think it's just those two games. Um, uh, Swishton Valley wins out; they'll win the district title.
1: New Braunfels play or Clemens plays New Braunfels in East Central. Uh, same so they get a little bit tougher, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, so far in district, but yeah, it's uh, to me, that's through there, and then the unicorns. Uh we're on full uh Clemens and South Sand. Yeah, even though you know, loses to Clemens,
0: as long as they beat South Sand, they'll, they'll stay in that third seed. But if they lose both games then they're gonna then Cibolo maybe just win one of their two, because I know they have they have Spencer Valley at the end. They can get, you know, they can flip flop those those two spots.
1: So steel finish uh, still finishes you know, you, I know you think it's an error, and it could be uh, Smithson Valley and Converse Judson, so uh, for that here. So, you know, it's on, on my SanAntonio.com. it has them playing Smithson Valley yeah. twice, but uh, it's probably um, an error, yeah, probably an error. So, I'm not sure if it's uh, it's got to be next Friday that they play because yeah. they got them playing twice on the 11th here once against uh, Smithson Valley and one once against Johnson's or Judson, pardon me. So that's probably where that area is. So, but, uh, to me, like I said here, it wouldn't shock me based on that here, where kind of the order that you see is probably how it's going to finish out, mm-hmm. uh, for that here. So that one's pretty straightforward, uh, district 28, uh, Reagan and Lee, uh, Claire one and two, you know, probably still to be determined on who finishes first or second. Uh, but three, four, uh, three and four, you could st- still see a lot of movements. Um, I put Roosevelt, Rough Riders still in, but they need a lot of help uh, where everybody would have to lose to get in. So really it's between Johnson, Brandeis, and Churchill, but mathematically Roosevelt's still in. But, you know, obviously odds are um, they're not going to get that much help uh, to be able to get mm-hmm. into it. Well, Reagan, Reagan has the easy track as far as
0: getting to winning the district title. They have Churchill and Roosevelt which are two winnable games. But, you know, looking at Churchill, it's a rivalry game. And you know how a lot of teams don't like to lose rivalry (laughs) rivalry games, so don't take them for granted. And and especially, like I said, Churchill's within striking distance of getting that fourth spot. You know, so they, you know, Reagan can't take them lightly, you know, and a one loss would cost them, you know, at least a total, you know, like I said, right now they'll have the full district title, but a loss would cost them. And and they could, you know, like I said they could end up sharing that district title with Lee. Uh, Lee, you know, they I think they have a kind of a not it's not a difficult task as far as their final couple games. Um, I'm trying
1: to see. Well, I know Churchill plays Reagan, plays Roosevelt, and plays Lee Lee in in the mm-hmm. season. Um, Brandeis plays. Well there's a big game Fridays Lee versus Brandeis and Brandeis, but then they play MacArthur and then Madison. Yeah. So if I'm picking somebody to finish fourth, you know, a Churchill schedule, it's definitely gonna be Brandeis no. over that here. And then I think Johnson Johnson plays Roosevelt, uh Lee, and then MacArthur. So mm-hmm. Yeah, the Lee's got you know tough, a couple of tough ones. They do got like I said, they have
0: Brandeis, they have Johnson, and then Churchill too. That's like that kind of like the Northeast Classico, uh, So that's another rivalry game. Uh, but like I said, one little slip up from Reagan could cost them the that, that district title, and you know, Lee can sneak in, get that one seed, but. Like I said, I think I think Lee's coming back after that bad loss. I think, and just kind of looking at the you know the results, the, they seem to they bounced back and and they're just trying to get they're trying to get back. They're already kind of getting back to form like they were last year.
1: And the reason why I'm not ruling out Roosevelt is since they had back to back losses to Reagan and Lee, which which you know which goes back to early you know mid February, they beat MacArthur. They beat Madison. They beat Clark. They tied Brandeis. They face uh, they face uh, Johnson. They face Churchill, and they face um, uh, Reagan. So they've got the opportunity to get back into it. But the question is: is it that last game of the year? If they need to get points, they're going to have to beat Reagan. That's that'll that'll be the tough top one to see if they can overcome
0: yeah they, they have to probably win two out of the three or win two in time well away. i think
1: they win two I, I think you know i think if they get by churchill and johnson that puts them in position mm-hmm. but i don't know if you know I, I think that they've got to get at least seven points out, out of these matches to, mm-hmm. to be able to overcome yeah uh for that here so moving to 29 uh, on the boys' side here, Harlan, 19 and 2, 15 and 0, clinched, I think it was what, a couple weeks ago, a yeah, we week have. and a half ago. A yeah. Uh O'Connor uh, is locked into the second slot. Marshall, they're not locked into the third spot, but you know, they're not out of risk of falling out. Um Warren, you know, the 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 spot for the uh, the race for the fourth slot seems like nobody wants to get it. <laughs> because you know Stevens has been there went down Brennan's been there and gone down Warren stepped up um you know but uh, Stevens unfortunately with with the with the late loss uh you know um last what, last week there.
0: Yeah, they lost 3 to 2 to O'Connor this past week and that, that was a tough one. I mean that they could have a win could have really or even a tie really would have helped them you
1: know so they get they get Jay and Holmes so you would say two winnable games but how they're you know how they're ending the season Brennan plays Jay Holmes and Marshall uh for that here and then who's the other Warren Warren play just played Holmes they get Marshall and Harlan yeah, and then so.
0: Marshall Marshall still still has a tough one. That Mar- Marshall has Warren and Brennan. So, yeah, Marshall's not out of the woods. yet. they still. I think if they get a win. I think they end up pitching that th- the at least a, a, a playoff spot. But as far as seating, not yet.
1: So. I just you you can tell by how competitive this pack is because mm-hmm. if you go from i Mar- oh, hold on one second. If you go from Marshall down to even John Jay in seventh, Mm -hmm. if you look at the ties, it tells you how close this, you know, how close this this district is. So, um, you know, it depends on the night, depends on injuries, you know, you know, but you know, like I said here, would it shock me if Stevens came back up? No, but you know, like I said here, you know, I, I think if I'm leaning for the, you know, for that fourth slot, if if I'm saying Marshall's safe, you know that they're going to get enough points, I think I'd lean Brennan for that fourth slot. But that's just a roll of the dice.
0: Yeah, because Stevens is five points away from Marshall. If you do, like I said, like with Marshall, they have with the six wins as times mm-hmm. three eighteen, they have twenty one points. Uh, Stevens will they have? Uh, let's see, three, 12, 16, 16. Have 16 So they're within five points. So that's 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 two two and a half games there. So if Marshall, like I said, if Marshall loses out, they could end up being getting that you know be out of the playoffs, and then Warren and Brennan could overtake them. Yeah, you know, or then, Stevens, yeah, so. or, or maybe even Stevens. Stevens is going to need a lot of help. But I think they face uh, that district. They place they'll play the teams on the, from from 30, 36 A and Laredo. Um, so whoever gets the four spots probably going to play Laredo LBJ. Uh, The third spot will be against Laredo Alexander. Those are two quality teams. Um, O'Connor may face uh, from last night's results uh, with Nick against Laredo Nixon possibly, and then or maybe even Laredo United South, and then and then the fourth spot that fourth spot from the other side, Harlem probably could play end up playing Del Rio, which I would look forward to seeing that game
1: so moving on to the ladies uh 27 uh things are outside of second and third i think things are pretty wrapped up smithson valley uh perfect in district uh new Braunfels and still uh half game separates uh, half game separation um with the draw and a loss here and then uh lady clemen buffalo's uh locked into that that four slot there um for that here so thoughts on this one here um i know smithson valley has been kind of your your favorite uh
0: yeah they've been the number one team you know for this season and like i said they've had some quality wins and i think i think they're probably the one team that i think could make a deep run like i said they have that big win over westlake so they know they can take on those that Austin area teams, like I said, they also beat Dripping Springs, even though it was preseason. They still beat them, you know, because they, did they didn't play. play half-ass in that game. They played, you know, like like a, it was a regular playoff game. So, uh, New Braunfels, like I said, they got that uh, pretty much that. If they can win one more, I think they get a little that second spot. Um, and then they they well, it's also Sybil like Steel has to play Simpson Valley, so yes, you know that's that's going to be a tough one for them to try to overtake New Braunfels. And then I think Clemens, uh, I don't think they have to worry about uh, East, Central. East, Central. East Central. So, but I don't I don't wow. know if they can catch up to Sybil Steel as far as getting that third spot. So that's that could be. I think the only thing is a flip flop is maybe New Braunfels and Sybil depending on what the results are for this week. For yeah, that's, a that's one I
1: think is fairly. As far as teams in it you know there might be a little movement between two and three but uh, yeah. I think that one's pretty much set uh district 28 uh, that you know cannot be set uh for for this district so Clark still leads at 11 one and two uh Reagan right behind it 10 one and three Johnson in the neighborhood eight two and three and then the battle for that four slot uh Madison 7 three four uh Brandeis six five three or six five two. And Lee volunteers hanging on with the thread at five six two. Mathematically, they're still alive, but uh, realistically, um, it, it's it's going to be tough to make up that make up that make up those points.
0: Yeah, I, I think Clark they may have the easier schedule. I think towards the end, um, as far as uh, clinching the title, um, I know they had a a, a bad loss versus Reagan. Which would, uh, I was there at you no know, live streaming that game, uh, last week, and they look like I said, look, both teams look really sluggish, but you know, Reagan was able to, you know, to pull off the upset. Uh, Clark still has to play Madison, so Reagan's probably like, hey, Madison can knock off Clark or 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 tie him, and Reagan can win out, they can end up tying for the district title, and maybe and then probably end up playing a, a game to play, you know, for the seeding. So it's like, so Reagan's winning strikeouts. Plus they had a big win too. They knocked off the Johnson Jaguars. So I think they had a four wins, a four-0 mm-hmm. win, I think. So they, they got a little payback from, from that Yings cup loss that we that I saw uh, last month. So, but I think, I think with Johnson, they can get one more win though. Pretty much clinched their playoffs ticket, but it's probably going to come down to the last few games. Like I guess Madison's got it kind of tough because they have Clark at the very end. Um, I don't
1: think it gets that far, though, because Lee plays Brandeis this Friday. Mm -hmm. If I think if Lee wins and if Madison can get get the the point, that'll give him the cushion. I think Mm -hmm. if it's even a draw between Brandeis and Lee, uh, that will give Madison. Um, a little bit more of a gap because Madison plays well Madison plays on the fifteenth against Clark no. and then the eighteenth against Brandeis. So to me though, if if Lee beats if Lee beats Brandeis, that would give what uh, they'll give him six wins. But that'd you know, probably not be enough for Matt
0: for them to catch up to Madison. Correct. So, but Madison does play Clark, so if Clark right. knocks them off, it's, mathematically they'll stay. And then Mass and then Madison has to finish off with Clark and Brandeis. So Correct. So Madison could lose these two games, you know, maybe still even get in by a thread. And like I said, they're I think they're ahead uh five points on Brandeis. So Brandeis really has
1: to Brandeis has to beat Lee. Yeah. If they don't beat Lee. Because Brandeis plays MacArthur, which you know, mm-hmm. looking at it, they, they would, should pick up the win. But if Brandeis does not beat Lee, and, and I and I, I don't think a tie will help them, but I think they need they need they need that win. Then that closes that gap, and then that puts it you know on the 18th at five o'clock at Fair yeah. Soccer Stadium. Probably a win, and you're in, and and lose, yeah. going home. Yeah. So
0: that's gonna go down to, like I said, to the final games for that. So, just to show, this just shows you how deep this district is. Like I said, I think this is probably the toughest district for girls soccer, not only in Region Four but probably in the state. You know, you know, these are these are quality teams. Like I said, like if Madison was like in any other district, there'd probably be a district be a district champ. Same thing with Brad, Ice and Lee. You know, it's just the the quality of players that we have in this district. And, so I so. hopefully, the, the whoever it represents their district is going to do some damage in the playoffs.
1: And then, uh, for 6A, uh, 29, O'Connor, Brennan, one and two, Taft, uh, three, and then it's going to come down to Harlan and Jay as far as that fourth slot. And I think, um, Har- Harlan has definitely the uh, in- inside tracked on it for sure. Uh, Harlan has one
0: game left with Warren, so I think they should just should take care of business there. Um, and that will pretty much seal the deal for them for the district title. If they lose, Jay, you know, mathematically could still get a chance, but uh, I, I think Harlan will, like I said, will win that. As far as the district title race, um, O'Connor, like I said, they had, I was there Saturday. They had a big win over Brennan. So now they're in the driver's seat for the district title. Now, they do have one tough game left, which is Friday night at 5 o'clock at North Field. They got to play Taft. And Taft sp- played tough with Brennan. And they, I know they had a tough uh, – the last matchup they had, they ended up uh, – let me see. I'm trying to look. They ended yeah. up 2-2 two, two, two tie.
1: And let me just say this about uh, about John Jay. Their schedule is brutal. Uh, they get Brennan, uh, Brennan on tonight – uh stevens on saturday at ferris and then uh, next tuesday against taft so yeah uh, to me it looks like the top four is going to be harlan taft Brennan, and o'connor now uh who finishes one or two that, 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 that'll be up to well i think uh, o'connor's already won it right but with not the- yet because they have
0: let's see they say that's 39 they have 41 uh because remember Brennan still has to play uh, I'm trying to look at their
1: O'Connor's only got one match left.
0: Yeah. So if Brennan, they win that one. No, Brennan's they has got three. So they got Jay
1: Holmes.
0: So and... that's nine point, that's nine points there. So if O'Connor can't be, it loses to to Taft, and Taft still, you know, you know, I think they'll they could still get that second seed if Brennan loses one game, but I doubt that's gonna happen. But if Taft does beat O'Connor and Brennan wins out Mm-hmm. Yeah, they end up winning, I think you so said, let's say, if, this, if things remain the same, let's say 13-1 and 2, so that's uh, 39-41. And let's say Brennan does win those three games, so that takes on the 14 Yeah, they end up winning the, the district by one by like a half a game. So that that Taft game against O'Connor is a very key for O'Connor to, if they win that one or I think if they get a tie, they basically win the district title for 29. And then as far as the district – I, I don't see for as far as playoffs, kind of force you know, looking ahead, uh District Thirty Six A, which is the Laredo schools and Doria. Uh, I just don't see any of them matching up against any of these teams. Even against, like I said, uh, Del Rio would actually play Harlan, and Har- I think Harlan's just played a. A rough, rough, uh, tough schedule that's going to get him prepared for the playoffs, and I think the, I think that they, they knock off the number one seed in, in thirty six six A in the first round of the playoffs.
1: So that's it uh, as far as through the standings uh, for that here. So, and any any teams that stand out for you? I know uh, the Power 15's not out as of yet here, but. Uh, any any uh any any team stand out for you you know since the last uh, update?
0: Just, I mean the, you got to give it to the Reagan girls. I mean they've they kind of made a really good kind of like playing chess. They made a, a good chess move to on two quality wins over Clark and Johnson. You know they got some revenge on Johnson. And um, what can you say about the, like I said, Southwood boys are just so trucking along. Um, Lanier's the linear boys might be that sleeper team that could surprise some people in the playoffs. And hopefully we'll I'll get a chance to go see them play. And then um the girl side, you know, for 5A, you know, dripping springs is a class, but don't count out Birdie champion. They like I say they were they had had dripping springs on the ropes. You know, they may could see each other in the playoffs and maybe have a different result there. Um and then the 4A I think it's going to come down to, you know, Wimberley and, and, and the Bernie girls, you know, as far as winning with the, the region. Uh, sleeper teams could be the Lavernia. And then on the boys' side, like the Lavernia boys in 4A, you know, look out for them. You know, because it'll be interesting if they get a, get a matchup against the Bernie boys in the playoffs.
1: Final thoughts? We've we actually done very well. We're just at an hour. Uh, for that here, any final thoughts?
0: Uh, just like I said, we're, there's still some like, exciting games this Friday. It's going to be chilly. <laughs> the conference coming in. I heard the bad, well, weather's going to be bad. It's going to be very very windy, so you're out there. Windy and stay, wet. Yeah. Windy and wet, so stay warm. Um, I look, same thing with the SAFC game on, on Saturday night. It's going to be chilly in the 30s. We're chilly, yeah. So we're, I think this will probably be our last uh, – cold front for the for 20 for for i guess for this part of the year and we get we get to back wearing shorts in a couple of weeks in april for, for some so of the i'm still games.
1: wearing shorts what are you talking about um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like i guess we really look forward to like i said i look forward to saturday's game for the opener against detroit um it should be fun and uh, just, just like I said, it's more, the more soccer, the better. And then we're getting closer. Like I said, congratulations to, like I said, to JP uh, two and church for winning the champ, for winning the stage. Coach Gorman done a great job. Hopefully we'll get them on again. And, and then just looking forward for the playoffs. Like I said, the district certifications on the 22nd for the UIO. And then the by district round starts and we'll see, we'll see who's going to contender, who's a pretender. And and like i said be on the lookout for our bracketology and see if we see if we can get things right I mean, we're probably we're probably majority of us most of our picks were right last year i think they did you- pretty well
1: yeah like i said here and we've got kind of that same format where we did with uh, the taps mm-hmm. as opposed to last year where we we're typing this one's a lot easier to be able to click a button and to be able to advance through so we should be able to get through it uh, a little bit a little bit easier uh, James says, Sam Houston rocks uh, for that here. But to me, like I said here, uh, final thought here, if you get an opportunity to go out within these next week, week and a half uh, to go support, you know, either a boys or girls soccer team, it's a fun time. Uh, you'll go out there, uh, you'll see members of the community, you know, where you're at, you know, supporting the, you know their kids and, and along those lines. So it's, you know, sometimes you'll see f- uh, friends uh, in the community that you haven't seen in a while. Uh, number two, you know, it helps supports the schools. Um, just make sure you look at the ticketing before you go. So that way you're not standing out, especially if it's cold and wet and windy. <laughs> standing outside, uh, you know, trying to download an app and, and, and get it done through there. I've done that once or twice this year uh, for that here. Uh, but uh, San Antonio FC kicks off against Detroit City. Uh, if you don't have tickets, get tickets. Uh, if you have tickets, uh, you know, like I said here, uh, reach out to the supporters groups. They may be able to see if they can get you into the bunker area that, you know, San Antonio FC has updated uh, something, a, a way to be able to do that uh, for that right here, but you got to reach out to the supporter groups if that's something that you're interested in. Um, but I'd like to see, um, you know, maybe not a sellout with the weather. I'd love to see a, a sell-out, but, you know, just being honest, uh, you know, you know, 30s at, at night, you know, it may, it may not uh, quite make it there. Uh, from my understanding, Detroit City is going to have a pretty good uh, traveling section coming down, which will be awesome uh, to see uh, for that right here. So if you do see Detroit City fans, uh, um, especially coming off of what happened in Liga MX, uh, you know, let's share beers, you know, you know share some barbs, but no uh, fights, <laughs> no fights, you know, nothing along those lines. Leave the personal jokes at home. Um, and one question to you, Rafa like sit here and this is a story uh, that you've been following close. Uh, your thoughts uh, real quick on the uh, punishment uh, mm-hmm. handed down and was it enough? not enough? you know where, know where are you at on that?
0: I know I know I know the, talking with you guys on like with Royce, too mentioned didn't think it was too much of a punishment, but if you, if you kind of look at the big picture of it, it's a very severe punishment, for, especially for the city of Guadalajara. They're actually losing their team for good. They're never ever going to have soccer there. That's probably at, at,
1: at the Liga MX level.
0: At any level, they
1: you don't think any, they'll have?
0: They are according to the uh, soccer federation there. There, they cannot have any team at all play there. Oh, wow. And so that's basically kind of similar to the death penalty of SMU. How
1: know. big of a city is that?
0: It's a pretty big city. It's not. It's not like Mexico City. It's kind
1: of like like. What like, would you compare it to here? Like
0: like, like, like Austin, okay. Austin like, like an Austin, like an Austin, or maybe even San Antonio. You know, something like somewhere so between a significant there. Significant size, yeah. Yeah. So it's a big loss for their community. It's a big loss for their, especially for you know. Having fans there, you know, as far as businesses and so far as sponsorships, uh, I did hear that they are forcing the owners to sell the team. One of the one of the buyers may be former Club America uh, superstar and, uh, and uh, Mexican national team star, who is now the governor of Morelos, Queretaro uh, Blanco. He's looking at that team and he's thinking of buying it, and he may be moving that team to More- to Guernavaca, Mexico, Morelos. And establishing the uh, t- the team there, so that's a possibility. Like I said, they, we may have some other people that may want to try to buy the team and move elsewhere. You know, maybe they move it back to Veracruz or, or Morelia. Those are two former teams in the Liga MX that don't have teams anymore. Uh, if, if San Antonio is watching, hey, buy the team, bring them over here. We can have a Liga MX here in San Antonio. So, I mean, that'd be that'd be nice. But as far as the won't
1: happen, you
0: know. It would be nice to hear, but if the as far as the punishment, as far as going on, the app they have arrested, um, I think 10 of the 15 that are wanted, um, so they're actually you know doing their job and so forth. Then, uh, so I'm glad that you know the police and the police officers are doing something. I think the governor from, from that state's really, really embarrassed by it, so he's really pushing this to get these people you know arrested for what they did and then. You know, you gotta feel bad for the players. You know, it, you know now they have to play games without any fans, and, and like I said, now they don't know who's gonna be their ownership, and they may have to find new teams that, after the season's over. So, so I think lesson is learned, and like I said, league I make is this is, is gonna be zero tolerance from now on. You know, especially you for the bar- say that. Well that's that's what they're saying but they got to have they have to be able to say
1: co- that but I, I I don't know if you caught the Football America's episode uh, that mm-hmm. they put that they spent on this and if you haven't either go watch it or download it towards the end of the show they went through almost once a year that there's some sort of incident and it's mm-hmm. not just and it's not just one it spreads through several no. different teams now there's a core I think there was two or three teams that were always seem to be involved. Yeah, <laughs> but this isn't something. It, it's it hasn't been to this uh, level level, but there has been these type of alter you know yeah, altercations altercations before, and and League MX has just kind of slapped the hand, slapped the hand, slapped the hand. I- I think this 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 this
0: issue right now is really it's an eye opener for them, and what and what the eye opener is is FIFA's looking at them. Yeah, and but FIFA is not doing anything. If, but FIFA's already told them already. You know, I think they don't want to lose the World Cup. This is not a good thing for them to have. But I think the Liga MX, I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna talk the talk, they better walk the walk. And they have to have zero tolerance on this, and they and they're very. They've told maybe a lot of the bureaus they're not going to put up with this crap anymore. That and, but, I
1: think's what's going to change. But the reason yeah. why I don't think FIFA is going to get involved, and I didn't realize how well uh, Mexican fans travel. Mm-hmm. But they said the top three, uh, the top three uh, amount of people that travel. Number one is the host city, obviously. Number two is Brazil, which makes sense. But number three is 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 you know you know Mexico is as far as no matter where the World Cup is, the the, the most away fans or you know, the second mm-hmm. most away fans is from Mexico, and that's a lot of money. Um and like I said here, I hate how it happens because it kind of paints Mexican fans in a bad light, like, which which it's really not. And and what was educational for me, you know, from listening to that show is a lot of it is more the, the ultras or the barras, bar as you mm-hmm. mentioned. I didn't realize how much control that they have. And, and I know James, James mentions what about USA versus Mexico, anything's changed for USA fans. I don't think this is a national issue. It's more on that local level where you've got those local barras that, that mm-hmm. are fighting the other barras. And this one here just, you know, just got out of control and... Like this yeah.
0: Saturday, yeah, Like this Saturday is the class, the Clasico. It's it's Chivas versus America. Well, and didn't they
1: suspend it or? They're gonna week's?
0: play. They're gonna play this game. Oh, they're gonna play. No. But the, the, I'm sure they've told the baros from both clubs, we're gonna be watching you. Know, like I know the games at the Guadalajara, they're gonna be watching them like a hawk. And, you know, and they're not. They don't want another embarrassing moment to happen there again. To that ends up canceling, you know, more games. So, and like I said, they've been put on notice. We'll see if they do something. Like I said, you know, they can't just put a Band-Aid on this this situation thing. Okay, let's just forget about it, move on, and then have it happen again. They're going to have to really talk to talk and walk to walk on this. You can't have another incident like
1: this. And the other reason why you can't have this, and I know you're focusing more on the World Cup, Mm -hmm. a lot of people here don't realize that MLS and Liga MX – are heading towards a a a, a like will fully merge per se but with this league's cup especially next year where ev- all the teams are involved if you can you know the safety united of the states, fans you can't you can't have a united states team playing down there and then this happens down there yeah you, you just you can't you can't have an MLS team do that. And vice versa here. If if we don't have proper security and, and, and I know we mentioned this on, on our show here, for as much grief as, as we thought that SAFC overreacted, this is showing that hey, you've got to have these security measures in place to be able to prevent incidents like this. And I know SAFC RGV is not even in the realm of closeness to what goes on down there, but Still, it you know it's 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 still better you know to be safe more on sorry. conservative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more on the because all it takes is one incident. You know what? Well, I think a lot had to do because they had a lot of people drinking too much. Yeah,
0: and 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 that's something. I don't think we have a problem with it much here. than well, no, there. I think
1: I think that this in in listening to the Football America show, mm-hmm. the there were. They were told pre-match to make sure that the visiting barrows from Atlas do not show up. If they show up, something's going to happen. And then if you look at the lack of security, you know, and along those lines, I'm not saying it was premeditated, but a lot of things point to that this, you know, the teams knew about it. They didn't they didn't take the precautions they didn't add the securities they didn't you know prevent the other side from coming in you know along those lines and I know that's tough to do but if if, if you've get if you have local people saying hey stuff's gonna go down go down if they show up and you just turn a blind eye and you don't staff up for it or don't do anything for it I think that's yeah. why you're seeing the punishments that you're seeing
0: yeah and well here's the crazy thing they're not even they're not even natural rivals. You would expect this at, like, like I said, like Love America versus Chivas or like Atlas versus Chivas because that's a classic in Jalisco or, or Tigres versus Monterey. You know, you expect that, you know, if you're going to see something that happen, you probably see it at a rivalry game, but not at these two teams that don't really have any history against each other. You know, which was, fun, which was odd about this, but. You know, like I said, they're really also, like I said, real, you know, the lack of security still, no matter if it's a rivalry or not, you still have to have quality security there at the fields to prevent this.
1: Well, I got to head out because I'm going to be doing a uh, podcast uh, from uh, Michigan Soccer Central to talk about <laughs> SAFC versus Detroit City uh, for that here. So it was a fun show. Uh, like I said, here, please uh, pay attention or not pay attention. Please keep a lookout uh, for here because next week we'll have a kind of a wrap up show. uh, Most likely I think Um, for here, we'll be on spring. uh, I'll be on spring break. I'm not sure if you will be, Um, but we're going to try to see if we can finalize, you know, some sort of schedule for the bracketology. Um, If anybody's interested on being on it, please let us know uh, for that here. Uh, We're going to try to see if we can reach out to uh, individuals, you know, you know, I'd love to see about having somebody on from El Paso, somebody up north, uh, you know, to be able to talk about Dallas, you know, Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, you know, over in Houston, you know, down in the Valley. Um, I think that'd be kind of cool to have somebody that has, you know, knowledge on it. If not, we'll roll through it. Like we did last year, it'll probably be coach Conno and Rafa for sure. um, For that here, but uh, Rafa uh, safe travels back. I'm not sure how long you're you're down. uh, I'll be back on Friday, down on Friday. So you get to come back in the wet weather. Yeah uh, for that here. So please be safe. Uh hope to see everybody out at San Antonio FC tonight. And like I said here, if you're playing, uh please be safe and, and wish all teams uh luck and finish strong um on, on on the year. Just you know, I you know when I played s- sports here, uh, you know, especially if it's your last game as a senior, no matter what your standing, you know w- what your record is, um, to be able to get that uh, last win uh as you go out uh, is something that you never forget. But what's life without goals? We're out. Peace.